yeah, copy um, really is the backbone of you know how your how your customers experience your brand. So from that first um, touch point where they might come across you on social media. Um, through to then touching down on your website and hopefully signing up to your newsletter, purchasing from you. So it it really needs to be a, an experience that flows from that first interaction and is consistent. Hello and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpose, Homework Allure and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello, I'm so excited about today's episode of the podcast. I sat down to chat to Nadine, who is a strategic copywriter and a mentor for women-led brands who really want to stand out online and attract their customers strategically using all sorts of wonderful things like customer research and brand touch points and a customer journey. So she really thinks about things in a strategic way and it come and it comes across so much in the copy that she writes. I just had a blast talking to Nadine and she gave a lot of really great nuggets of gold when it comes to writing copy. And you know, copy is one of those things that can be really overwhelming to do and you don't really know where to start and it can seem like a really big job. So Hiring an experienced, professional, amazing copywriter can take such a load off your shoulders so you can focus on other areas of your business. So if you're interested in knowing more from Nadine, make sure you do connect with her. All her links and everything like that are in the show notes. And before we do dive into the chat, some bigger news on my end is that when you're listening to this episode or if you're listening to this episode around about when it launches or when it goes live, I will be... 13 weeks pregnant with my number third child and it has been a wild ride the last about 10 weeks since I found out have been horrific (laughs) but hopefully we're on the upward trajectory now I feel like I've barely been keeping my head above water Uh, so that's kind of the big news on my end of things so there'll be some big changes that are coming to my business next year as I will be welcoming a little human, another human onto the planet and we'll need to take some time out from running my course and stuff like that. So I'll have more information to come as we get closer. It's not happening till next June. So I just want to give a heads up that if I seem crankier than normal or <laughs> anything like that, most likely due to that new human that's making itself comfortable inside my belly. But let's jump into today's chat with Nadine. Okay, Nadine, I'm so excited to have you on today. Can you please tell people who you are and what you do? Um, Yes, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Katie. Um, I'm Nadine. I'm the founder of um, Can Do Content. Um, I'm a copywriter for women-led brands who um, want to make a real impact um, with their business and stand out with strategic copy that... um, wows and delights their customers from um, first coming into contact with their brand um, and then well beyond the first purchase. And when you say um, 
women-led brands, do you have a particular specialty that you work with being like service-based businesses or e-commerce businesses or corporates? Like, do you have any particular sort of subset of that that you work with? Um, currently work with a really diverse group of women. Um, so mix of um, coaches, photographers, e-com brands. I don't um, specifically um, niche down on um, yeah, any specific type of business. Um, it's more um, just that my um, clients all have one thing in common. They um, deeply care about their customers um, and want to wow them with um, brand touch points that um, yeah, sound like them and share their passion um, and, uh, and what they want to achieve. Before we dive into like copywriting and the actual benefits and everything like that, why people would hire a copywriter, I want to know like when I was growing up, a copywriter wasn't something that you would necessarily go into doing or if you did, it would be mainly for like product copywriting, like labels yep. or that's sort of what I knew copywriting to be. So when did you, how, or how did you actually get into copywriting as like a career? Yeah, good question. Um, more by accident, probably like most most copywriters. Um, so I can look on, back on a corporate um, career of close to twenty years. Because it's showing my showing my age, scary. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've worked um, in a very diverse um, list of jobs. I've worked in um, customer service for a high end um, shirt maker over in London when I lived there. Um, so more in the after sales side of things, um, then worked in corporate communications for an iconic uh, car brand and travelled the world to motor shows with um, automotive journalists, which was interesting. Um, and then um, after redundancy, like, you know, many women experience at some point in their career, um, worked in corporate sales for um, one of Australia's big retailers. And then, yeah, eventually, you know, working full-time, having three kids, um, or oh, sorry, two kids at that point and number three on the way. At some point, I just questioned whether, you know, what I was doing five days a week actually fulfilled me and was what I wanted to do. Um, and, yeah, I just started looking into other avenues. So I, I had a background in marketing anyway and then explored content marketing further. So um, the whole customer journey um, aspect of marketing and social media and then by coincidence, um, part of that course was um, copywriting um, as a discipline and, you know, how there are people specifically um, writing copy um, as, a, uh, as a career. Not something I've never actually considered. Um, and I've always had a thing for, um, for languages and for writing, worked as a translator for German and English as well for a while. So, again, you know, very different um, jobs I had and just put one and one together that, no, that's what I want to explore further. And, um, yeah, took some copywriting courses with the, um, you know, some big names in in the industry like um, Kirsty Fanton. Um, her brand camp really was a um, game changer for my career. And um, then, yeah, decided to give it a go. Started um, on the site while working five days a week and being pregnant with number three. Um, and then, yeah, kept it, um, kept building it on the side and, um, yeah, I've just taken the plunge and quit my corporate job officially and I'm full-time in um, my business now, which is amazing and so much more fulfilling than um, doing a job you don't actually love five days a week. So I had no idea about that whole story. That yeah. is incredible. <laughs> 
And what, so how long have you been full-time with Can Do Content? Literally just um, happened. So, um, you know, it's that mentality, the safety blanket. So I've been putting off actually quitting my corporate job that I've been on um, extended leave um, from for a while. But, you know, my hubby, my hubby's amazing. So he's, he's my little, uh, you know, push that I sometimes need. And he went, you know, what, what, what have you got to lose? You've got clients that are lining up for you. You've got, you know, people on the wait list and, um, you know, great reviews. So why are you not just giving it a go? And so, yeah, so it's a very recent thing. Um, it's great, but it's, I feel good and excited and it's good to um, officially be yeah, in the business full time. And I think something like copywriting is there's probably an advantage to coming into it in when you're like not necessarily being trained 20 years ago in it because there's so much, it's such a dynamic industry that so much changes and it's more yeah. about conversational copy now and and there's, you know, it's an, it's ever-evolving that you kind of probably being really new, no, not new into it, yeah. but new into that as your business gives you, I would say, an edge over someone that maybe has been into it for 30 years and he's more stuck in the corporate sort of copy style. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, you never really stop learning. So I'm still taking courses um, and upskilling all the time. And it's all, all about practice, really. So the more you write, you know, the more um, research you do, the more you um, work with diverse um, customers, the more, um, yeah, confident you become. And, you know, the better you are at writing copy, hopefully. So, yeah, I just love with working with all these um, different types of businesses and getting to know their customers and, um, yeah, writing copy that resonates with their specific um, audience. Oh, my God, I've got the most annoying fly hanging around. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about because I encounter this as being a service-based business as well and I think what happens when you are a service-based business at the very beginning, and especially if you're starting it on the side and you're not really sure whether it's going to become a full-time or like your your complete business, yep. whether it's just a hobby and you're feeling things out, that you can tend to really underprice yourself and also oh, yeah. work with the wrong people. Did you find that at the start that you, because at the start you're like, I'll work with anyone, right? And you don't have the luxury of being a little bit pickier and and having a wait list. And so did you find that you maybe got off and you were underpricing your services and then also working with people that you weren't really getting fulfilled by? Yeah, totally. Like, (laughs) as you said, many of us service-based businesses, you're you're desperate to get a foot in the door and, you know, add clients to your um, portfolio. So I've definitely worked with clients that, weren't the right fit and probably didn't appreciate the expertise either. Either It's like, you know, if you pay peanuts, you don't necessarily think you're getting the expertise. So it's, it's that catch-22. If you, if you charge peanuts, um, people are more, yeah, they tend to come more difficult. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and they, the provision pro- uh, process probably doesn't happen like it normally happens with people that value you know, your time, your expertise, your experience and trust you. So I've definitely become better over time to, um, yeah, say no when I just don't have the right feeling and, um, yeah, only take on, um, you know, perfect fit clients and jobs. So how did you initially, when you when you first started um, Can Do Content, how did you start getting clients, like particularly being new in the copywriting industry? Like how did you start to get your name out there and... Um, before you had kind of word of mouth referral? Yeah, I was lucky because a um, friend of mine started um, her own 
um, wedding. At that point, they were doing wedding fairs um, and quickly grew. So they got me on to um, help out with their social media um, and write blurbs for their for their social media posts. So that's, you know, how I uh, um, left the field I started out. Um, but, yeah, working with them got me in touch with um, a lot of their clients. Um, and um, Eleanor from We Might Be Tiny, who you had on a few weeks ago. So she was one of my first clients um, that I worked with. And then, you know, word of mouth always helps as well. So she sent a few people my way um, and, you know, quickly grew. So once you've got a few clients under your belt that are happy with what you do, um, then that helps a lot. Um, and then the portfolio on my website always um, works a treat as well. So, um, yeah, I get a lot of clients checking out stuff that I've done previously um, and then coming through that way. So I want to talk, I want to transition now that we've gotten the understanding of how you sort of started your business and your mm-hmm. clients. And I want to sort of transition about to, or just transition to talking about the importance of copy. Cause I think it's one of those things that people know is important, but it can be really hard to channel your, or develop a tone of voice or channel your brand voice, particularly if you are an e-commerce business and you're having to write unique descriptions for every single product and all this sort of stuff. So can you talk about first of all, why copy is so important. And then maybe we'll talk about some tips to developing like a tone of voice or a brand voice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, copy um, really is the backbone of, you know, how how your customers experience your brand. So from that first um, touch point where they might come across you on social media um, through to then touching down on your website and hopefully signing up to your newsletter, purchasing from you. So it it really needs to be an experience that, flows from that first interaction and is consistent um, and pretty much delivers um, content information to your audience before they know they need it really. So your job as a copywriter or even as a writer for your own brand really is to anticipate what information they need and what mindset shifts that um, need to happen within um, within their own little head um, to help them progress on that customer journey and to overcome obstacles and mindset blocks um, that might prevent them from purchasing um, and becoming one of your loyal clients. So you want to, um, yeah, help them fall in love with your brand, um, what you stand for, um, and, um, yeah, pretty much sell a transformation. So what your products or services or courses, whatever you you offer, um, can help them with in their life. So what their life can look like with your services um, as a staple. Is that kind of bridging the gap? Because I think the hard part of operating online is you don't have people in your store that you can talk to and talk about the products or talk about your services, for example. So I like, from my perspective, copy really has to be act as that bridge or act as the physical salesperson for you doing the selling for you. Yeah, totally. Totally. So you want to, yeah, build them, bring them one step closer um, and guide them along that customer journey with every touch point with your brand. So every email you send um, needs to have a clear picture in mind of what you want them um, to feel um, when reading and interacting um, with that content. And then hopefully, yeah, take them one step closer um, and address possible objections um, before they're even a thing. And so you as a copywriter had to actually do that process for a number of different businesses. So is that really challenging? You have to do a lot of 
customer research or get inside the mind of the, like, is that really where the bulk of the time yep. for you would be? Yeah, so any any project starts with um, in-depth customer research where we get to know um, their audience. And a lot of the time my clients go, I do I do know them, you know, <laughs> I, I talk to them and, you know, they sign up to my product, uh, to my courses and they purchase my products. Um, but usually we start um, with a customer survey that we send out. Um, so I help them put together questions that dig deep and get, um, you know, long-form answers that we can then. I bloody hate those type of surveys because they're so hard to fill in. They make you think so much and it can be really, yeah. like, I think often as well you probably find is that businesses will be like, but I'm my ideal customer. Like, it's just me. And oh, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, they're like 30 to 55-year-old women yeah. and they live in the suburbs. I'm like, yeah, but that's not, like, that does not help that's you. That's half of Australia. Probably. Yeah, exactly. So if you do your research properly, you it's pretty much like your, your audience does your copywriting for you almost because you, you're you looking out for those key um, phrases and statements um, and words that keep popping up and then you can um, turn those into um, you know your biggest strategy really so you um yeah you come up with key messages that help your audience um feel heard and understood basically like you're just talking to them I think from a personal perspective when I'm writing copy the thing that is a roadblock for me is and I, I know this comes up for other people as well and you've probably heard it is people will be like but I'm worried that if I talk to a really specific person, then I'm going to alienate other people that might still be interested in my product or service. And you can kind of get in your own way because you're trying to go too broad and speak to everyone that could be interested in your product or service. And I I experienced this with me because I think, you know, should I go after just e-commerce businesses for my course or should I also go after digital marketers because both of them use the course but when you're writing copy you do really need to niche down and speak to one person don't you um yes yeah like if you you need to commit to people that are in a similar awareness stage um and yeah like hone down on hone into um into their pain points so, um, yeah, if you speak too broadly, you literally, the copy just flies across you know, their head and um, doesn't hit home. So you really need um, your audience to feel heard and understood like you actually specifically speaking to them. Yeah, so that's that's where the research comes in. And you'll find that a lot of your um, customers, especially for you as well, Katie, so people taking your course, they might be you know, e-commerce brands, they might be course providers, they still have, the same pain points um, and, you know, those same problems that, that your course is um, is trying to fix um, and they, you know, they want a solid solution that can help them achieve that target. So if you um, push those, you know, the transformation, again, what committing to your course can mean for their lives, um, that'll still, you know, speak to, um, speak to broad audience pain points, um, but you're still specific enough to... Um, get your customers that are ready to invest in your in your product. Yeah, so it's about talking to a collective solution yep. that you're providing yep. rather than So you need to you need to find what what unites them and then yeah, push that that message. Yeah. And is the process of writing copy for if I have a mix of say e-commerce and service-based businesses that listen to the podcast, is there a big difference between 
writing copy for both those business types? No, it's very it's very similar. So it's again coming back to you know desires, pain points. So it doesn't matter whether you're selling, um, you know, kids kids bibs, um, baby bibs. Um, they still solve a problem. Um, you know, they um, offer solutions um, just as much as um, a graphic designer who designs websites um, has the same. So you just need to again um, identify. Um, yeah, why customers come to you and what um, solutions you offer and then also what um, the outcome and what the benefit is that they're buying into. So it's um, very similar. And then for websites, obviously, SEO um, comes into the picture as well. So you need to optimise your service-based website um, just as much as your product-based um, pages. And you're really just wanting you're wanting someone to look at your copy and say, "Oh, that's me!" Like that's that's what I need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just um, need to find the message that hits home and um, yeah, calls them to action. So you want them to read and then hopefully either hit the buy button or book a discovery call with you and take it that step further. Again, it's about taking them, you know, um, to that next step on the buying journey where they're where they're ready to commit. Yeah. So, what are some of those keys that you can utilise to write strategic brand copy or even start the process of doing that? Yeah, so um, you probably, um, like you would have worked out by now, need to start with um, getting to know your audience. So I would always start with a customer survey and then ideally also identify a handful of customers that are that have given you so much gold in, in their answers um, that are happy to jump on a quick phone call with you just so you can take it that next um, to that next level and, and get even more information. And um, then, yeah, take those survey responses and literally commit um, a decent chunk of time to go through it all. Um, and then, yeah, map out your desires, um, your objections, your pain points, um, so you can address them um, in every email you send, you know, on your website. Um, even the, the lead magnet can then be strategically aligned with you know, quick wins that help them with one of their problems that they've got. Um, then you move on to setting a goal. So you work out, you know, whether you want them to buy your course, um, sign up to your membership, um, book a website design with you, you know, if you're a graphic designer or purchase your product. And then you go back to the start and find that perfect entry point. So how you can hook them. Um, so you want cold audiences that haven't heard um, about you before to touch um, you know, come into contact with your brand and that can happen via social media, organic traffic, paid traffic, obviously. Um, SEO um, plays a big part in that. So working out how people um, search for um, the type of services or products that you offer. And then once you've identified how you can get people um, to find out about you, you need to connect those dots and work out strategically how you can um, gradually move them um, to being confident um, to purchasing from you and also, you know, loving what you stand for, your values, you know, your brand in general and your products and the transformation that you offer. And then once you've connected all those things, it should flow pretty pretty easily. So it's about aligning the messaging for every brand touch point so you can then build that more like a trust factor. That's like a huge, I think when people think of hiring a copywriter, costs can be quite... Yeah. Like if you look at it as a, as a cost in isolation, it can be quite an outlay to hire someone to do this for you. But I think when 
you're explaining what actually is involved in the process, it's not just writing words down, it's actually the psychology behind that as well? Yeah, big time. Um, So researching um, is the big chunk of what I do. So writing um, writing is the last bit. So if you do your research um, and customer um, profiling properly, um, you basically have done the big, big chunk and you just need to then um, pinpoint it and um, assign it to those brand touch points along the way. Um, but some of my customers as well, so you said, you know, it's a big chunk of money. So I don't write every single brand touch point um, on their customer journey. So what we do is um, start with audience research to begin with, again, um, to be clear on, you know, how they speak, how we can get to them, how we can um, convince them that they're the one. And then um, we identify the, you know, the key brand touch points that they want me to write. And all the other ones, we strategically um, map the messaging for them so they can then take it um, and complete the rest themselves. So that's that's a more budget-friendly version rather than, you know, having someone do it for you. But if you work with a copywriter, they can definitely help you to have consistency um, and the right messaging, you know, for your welcome sequence or your sales sequence um, for you then to take um, and complete yourself. And I think when you're talking about that cohesive messaging, when people think about a copywriter, they really just think about that on-page stuff like doing your product descriptions or doing your about page or doing your services page. Whereas it really does, like you say, come down to your social media and then flowing into Mm. your, how that comes through on your website and then your abandoned cart messaging or your post-purchase confirmation. So they're not each, each bit's aligned. Would you say that that disjointed messaging is, is a really common mistake that a lot of people or a lot of businesses make that their socials speaks really differently to their site and someone can't get like a consistent vibe about the business yeah I find um yeah a lot of a lot of brands um because you know um we're all busy and they've got so much on their plate and then they you know decide they want to revamp their website so they invest in a copywriter to write their website for them um which then is completely different to um you know their email sequence that they've established so they don't bother updating um, their welcome sequence once they sign up to their, um, you know, their, their mailing list, um, same as social media posts. So they keep that old messaging on social media um, and customers just get lost in, in the confusion. Um, they don't really know who they're dealing with and whether they're still looking at the same business. Um, basically, like if you tackle copy ad hoc um, and in bits and pieces for your business, um, it creates all these dead ends that um, potentially lose you lifelong customers um, for good. So, um, you know, you can have the best website that calls to action, but then you have nowhere to capture um, leads and you don't have a nurture sequence in place. You know, you hand over your email address and uh, there's crickets. So that's no good. Um, If you have the wrong lead magnet as well that um, attracts the wrong kind of people, which I'm guilty of early in my early days. Me too. So copywriters definitely aren't, uh, you know, immune to it. So it's really hard to do it for your own business. Oh, it's, you know, you yeah, do it for other people every day yeah. and then to actually do it for yourself um, is bloody hard sometimes, especially at the beginning um, when you're, you've got all these plans and all these ideas and then you come up with something that just attracts the wrong people, you know. I had... Um, I had this shiny big ebook that I put together. It took me weeks <laughs> while working, you know, full time. And um, looking back on it, 
you know what, I, I attracted people that were DIY kind of people at the beginning of their journey. To begin with, they didn't have money to book a copywriter and they were looking to do it themselves. So why did I have this, you know, shiny ebook? I got heaps of people signing up. So the content was great. It just went, yeah, they went with the right people. So that's why it's so important to, um, yeah, work out what you want them to do at the end, so what product, what service, what course they um, you want them to buy, and then map it back from there. So you need to capture them with something that is relevant to what you're going to offer down the track and then connect the dots and tell them why it's worth paying for that shiny product. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I'm guilty of the same thing of having this yeah. lead magnet that attracted the total wrong people. Yeah. But, I mean, you live and you learn. <laughs> oh, that's the thing, you know. It's, um, yeah, trial and error sometimes as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, even even copy for businesses, it evolves. So, yes, you know, if you're I think starting that's out, you know, it's you need to work out um, who you want to attract and, and what you stand for. And then if your offer changes and, you know, you niche down, your copy has to change as well. So it's a never-ending um, piece of work, really. Yeah, and I think that's probably what can be quite overwhelming at the start is people think that this is my copy or my my messaging forever, and it doesn't have to be. Like you evolve yeah. and you change. Yeah. And I think once you've got the foundations, whether that be you hire a copywriter at the beginning and then you're able to leverage that and, and build off that yourself, I think just yeah. at least getting someone's help at the beginning is really is really powerful. Yeah. Would you say that when, like, say you've got a website and you know that it needs work, everyone's like, oh, my website needs work, I know it needs to change, do you have any tips on, like, where do you start? Say if you're a a service-based business, what's the, how do you know if you can just afford to get a copywriter to to do one or two pages? Like, what's some advice of where to start? Um, Definitely focus on your about page. Um, I find they're the the trickiest to, to do, even for copywriters, writing about yourself is, it uh, doesn't come naturally to to anyone really. Um, so if you can get someone to yeah take a closer look at you as a person, you know what makes your story unique, um, what makes your business unique, you know what do you stand for as a company. So if a copywriter can um, professionally bundle that up for you and turn it into a compelling story, that's half the job done really. Um, and then definitely your service or product. Um, pages as well because they're they're the pointy end um so if customers actually are looking at your product pages they're actively considering purchasing from you so you want to make sure that they um those pages are telling the story and again selling the transformation speaking to the benefits um over features um and highlighting yeah, why it's so important for them to to invest and whether that's right for them so about pages and service pages would be my pick and, had to. and would it be also helpful to like look where you get the most traffic and besides maybe yeah. the homepage, look what pages attract the most traffic and kind yeah. of use the the most important pa- important pages first? Yeah, and Google Analytics definitely should be should be your best friend there. Um, and then um, yeah, taking a closer look which pages um, get traffic in, um, and then also opportunities. So how you can. Um, capture new pages so you know blog posts um i know people think blogging is dead it's definitely not um so have a look at um you know popular search terms that can send um, aligned audiences to your website and find out about you and then strategically place your lead magnet but then 
you know, captures email addresses. Um, that's an important way as well. When it comes time to you decide that I definitely need some professional help in this space and I need to hire a copywriter, what are some things that you look for in besides going with Nadine? Like what are some things to look <laughs> for that you need to to evaluate whether someone's a good fit for writing copy for your business? Yeah, so um, definitely see, like look at their processes. So whether customer research is part of um, part of their process and whether they take the time to get to know your audience. I know, um, you know, it's tempting to go, I don't actually need, you know, the brand strategy. I don't need that stuff. I know my customers. So I'd go with a copywriter that insists on serving and getting to know your your audience because, um, yeah, otherwise they're definitely stabbing in the dark, hoping to land messaging that, you know, sits with those customers that you apparently know. Um, so I would go with someone that invests time um, to sit down with you to begin with to get to know you and then um, applies that same principle to getting to know your audience um, and then aligns the strategy with you to make sure it fits right. Um, yeah. Portfolio isn't necessarily um, the way I would go. I had um, a client recently who is very different to my usual um, client set. Um, her tone of voice is um, very different to what, what I normally do and she she actually came back to me saying I was a bit put off by, you know, the lack of similar clients in your portfolio, but I just got the right vibes on on the discovery call, so I gave it a go, and I'm so glad I did. So it's more about probably, you know, feeling, getting getting the right gut feeling when you catch up with your copywriter, so make sure you jump on a phone call with them as well or a Zoom call even better so you can see whether, you know, you get the right vibes. Usually your gut feeling can, can tell you a lot of things in that first call. And can you tell me about, because I'm like interested about what sort of services can a copywriter usually provide? So like what services do you provide? Is it just you have a fit, like, is it usually like a fixed, pro- a fixed price or a fixed project sort of thing? Or how do you usually work with your clients? Yes, I've got different ways of working with me. Um, this is, I'm, a bit, I'm a big believer in strategic copy and um, not just tackling copy um, ad hoc. So any um, first projects I take on, even if if you think they're smaller projects, you're just looking at a welcome sequence or um, a website, we're sitting down to get to know your audience. So there's audience research involved in every project. And um, I also map the customer journey messaging um, for every client um, that then gives them the skills and confidence to to complete those other brand touch points so I don't leave them with dead ends, um, you know, a shiny new website and a great um, welcome sequence, but they just don't know how to complement um, those pieces that I've written with messaging. So, um, yeah, identifying strategic brand touch points with messaging, that's part of um, every service. And then what copy they book me for, that varies from project to project. And then uh, the other way to work with me is day rates. So um, they're very popular with existing clients where, you know, we're confident that we're the right fit. Um, we've worked together. I know their tone, their tone um, and um, how they like their copy to sound. Um, and then they can book me for a solid seven hours. Um, they've got their wish list of content they want me to cover and I get through as much as possible in those seven hours. Um, yeah, so they're, they're the main ways. And then I've also got um, clients down the track that um, are basically retainer clients where we've 
got them arranged with, you know, they've got blog posts that are coming up regularly or product descriptions where we um, keep coming back and do them ad hoc. But generally I like to back it up with strategy so I don't deliver bits and pieces. There's always more more to it that then helps you write the copy that I have written for you confidently. So you're giving them what they want but also what they don't realise that they need as well. Yeah, exactly. See, that's something I've learned along the along the way as well because, you know, clients always think they know what they need but most of the time the copywriter knows that actually, you know, like if you've got the shiny sales page, if you don't have emails to go with it to, you know, get customers in, it doesn't, you know, it's not good for you. So I've learned to be more confident in insisting on inclusions, you know, the, the whole brand package that comes with it and and researching clients are so their non-negotiables um, just because I know clients need them and most of the time they've got big aha moments down the track and go actually you know what I never realized I'm so glad we did this um, and it was part of it so they get a lot more than just the actual copy. Before we wrap up this has just been fantastic to talk to you but how do you do all this and you've got three kids? <laughs> yeah organized being being German you know I've got my structure um so yeah I've got I've got the kids in um daycare um three days or the the little one in daycare and then the other two are school age kids that makes it a bit easier but um yeah just being organized and then never over committing early on I just you know take any client on and you know there's more work coming so I yeah drive myself into the ground really you know just panicking and then one of the kids would get sick and that throws everything so I've learned to you know build up a solid wait list um a pipeline um and um yeah that serves my sanity a lot better but yeah and it's it's learning to be imperfect you know when it comes to household and just tackling things you know we're all alive we're all good (laughs) yeah things flow Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's just been fantastic to talk to you. Can you please thank tell you. people where they can get in touch or view your website or connect with you on social media? Yep. So you can find me on um, Instagram at CanDoContent. You can also hop over to my website at CanDoContent.com. Um, and for those that are interested to find out more about the whole concept of customer journey mapping and connecting those strategic brand touch points. Um, I've got a free mini tra- mini training on my website that you can sign up for the 15 minute bite sized video that just introduces you to um, the basic steps that you can take to get started. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me, Kate. It was really good. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Nadine. She was fantastic. And if you are interested in learning more, make sure you do check out Nadine's site. All the links are in the notes and give her a follow on social media and do all the things. I am at katiegriffin underscore on Instagram and my site is katiegriffin.com, my new upgraded site, which is fantastic. And I think that's all. Leave a rating and review and I will chat to you on next week's episode. Bye.